0: So what if the guy threw a shoe at me? I consider it an important step and in, 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 uh, on the road toward an Iraq that can sustain itself, govern itself, and defend itself. But let me talk about the guy throwing the shoe uh, is one way to gain attention. Hello, 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 and hi, and i wish i knew hello in 30 languages i would rattle it off really quick and you'd be very impressed you'd say that i was very urbane and sophisticated but i don't um hi this uh this is chris christopher richardson um and this is the first of what will hopefully not be a series of train wrecks it's the first podcast from opine trees so hooray uh awesome occasion um I will try to be entertaining and informative and wacky and you know crazy radio sound effects whatever um so you know have some patience and we'll see how this goes You just heard from your president for another month at least uh <laughs> talking about his his would-be assailant the Iraqi who threw a shoe at him during a press conference, uh, which (laughs) he does all this work and all these news stories about how he wants to secure his legacy, but you know he's going to go down in history now as the president that had not one, but two shoes thrown at him uh, by by an angry, angry Arab. Anyway, I I don't want to talk about that right now. We'll uh, get to that later. Uh, I want to start with uh, Governor... David Patterson of New York. Um, if you don't know who he is, you might remember him as that blind guy uh, who who took over as governor of New York after Elliot Spitzer was ousted for wiring money to out-of-state prostitutes and um, having sex with prostitutes. Governor Patterson is calling... Now for dozens of new taxes on the, the uh, New York populace, which is already nickel and dimed. I don't know if you've ever tried to buy a pack of cigarettes or a beer in New York, uh, but it, uh, it makes you want to shorten your stay there. At least it did for me. He has a plan that proposes 88 new fees and tons more taxes, including, <laughs> including an iPod tax. That's right. If you're listening to this <clears throat> uh, and you downloaded it from uh, somewhere like iTunes uh, and you're in New York, you would be paying a premium. Uh, th- this will, quote, tax the sale of downloaded music and other digitally delivered entertainment services, which is great. Um, those damn kids in their iPods, it's just this is revenue that the government didn't have before, and rather than. I don't know, fix budget problems? Let's tax those newfangled iPods, which everyone seems to have. Uh, I don't know if you were alive when Ronald Reagan was president. Um, I'd like to think that I wasn't, but I was. Uh, Ronald Reagan used to say, the government's view of the economy could be summed up in a few short phrases, and one of those was, if it moves, tax it. And as... We see now the governor in question seems to hold that view as well. Uh, I mean, this plan is proposing taxes on everything. There isn't going to be nothing left to tax. He is taxing movie tickets, tickets to sporting events, taxi rides, buses, limousines, soda, alcohol, cigars, massages, uh, clothing and shoes— cable TV, satellite TV, radio, gasoline, auto rentals, uh, car insurance, it it, it is anything that moves, anything that you touch, he wants to tax it. Uh, Oh, and by the way, I'll mention, this is all while he is increasing uh, welfare spending by 30%. But I mean, then again, with (laughs) With all the uh, increased taxes on alcohol and soda and bus rides and cable TV, um, I, I guess I guess they'll need it. <sighs> and this is, you know, this is how he plans on closing the state's budget deficit. This is his big idea. Uh, being a Democrat, it's okay. W- what the hell can we tax that's not already being taxed? Who can we increase taxes on? Who isn't paying their fair share? He doesn't. He doesn't want to cut spending. He doesn't want to stop the just awful waste that every state and indeed the federal government has. He doesn't want to shrink government. He wants to control people's behavior by taxing everything they do and raise money uh, in the process, and continue to have a bloated state government uh, with the, these these endless uh, liberal policies while making up the difference by placing taxes on the most inane and inconsequential things like non-diet soft drinks. And that's, this is the kicker. This is the real, uh, this is the winner here. Part of the motive for taxing non-diet soft drinks, which is originally the first part of this which came out, uh, the story broke, I think Drudge had the story yesterday or maybe it was this morning, uh, about how, oh, it's these new taxes for everything and, no, oh my God, don't go to New York. Uh, You know, there's a there's a tax on every step you take. Walking is taxed. So before that, it was okay. Non diet soft drinks are going to be taxed, and part of the motive for that was oh, it was under the guise of like okay, we're going to better New Yorkers' health, which one apparently is the government's concern, and two, I don't think the way to do that is to charge people more money for buying sodas. This this is. This is a way to slap a very friendly health oriented label on an unnecessary obesity tax, which is gonna be i read one figure was fifteen percent on all sodas that aren't diet sodas so and by the way this is this means sodas largely unless there's some special diet soda that I know almost all diet sodas are like this. this means sodas that don't contain aspartame, which you might know as sweeten low or equal uh i don't think i don't know if splenda has aspartame in it or not but it's probably just as bad for you aspartame is a chemical sweetener that has caused seizures and brain tumors in lab animals uh it, it's been linked to these sort of slow and silent uh, uh health problems with people when they consume it over a long period of time it's not instantly noticed. anyway this is this is another story but uh i don't think this fits in here uh but you know this doesn't stop uh, so-called health advocates from championing this new method of micromanaging human behavior. Um, th- there is, uh, there's a woman that made a statement. Her name is Ellie Ward, and she's with the American Academy of Pediatrics, and she said, quote, raising the price of this liquid candy will put children and teens on a path to a healthier diet. Okay, thanks. Uh, apparently, I, I need someone other than the family or my parents to uh, coach me on w- how much is too much soda. I need the government to tell me, not just tell me, but, fo- but <laughs> influence my behavior via taxation. I need the government, I need my nanny state, I need big brother to look out and make sure that I don't drink too much sodas. You know, um, West Virginia imposed a tax on soft drinks actually about 50 years ago. And today, West Virginia is the second fattest state in the nation. So, you know, it's um, it's one of the few times you can say thank God for Mississippi. So I'll I'll say that. All right, I'm taking. I'm gonna take a quick break. I'll be right back. All right, all right all right all right I want to give you uh, a quick um, Persia apocalypse update that is the uh, the Iranian nuclear chess game Israel today issuing yet another warning uh, this is probably their 200th warning uh, about Iranian nukes and this time they're saying that Iran would uh, not only threaten Israel but the United States saying that the world should uh, press Iran to stop it from building nuclear weapons. Yeah, that's, that's probably not going to happen, because uh, that's what we've been saying for the last five years. And all we've done is bought the mullahs more and more time to keep those centrifuges going and more and more time to perfect that warhead design that we found. And, you know, of course, the ultimate prize worth waiting for, uh, and that's, uh, that's an Obama presidency. So uh, Ehud Barak, and that's not Obama. I know as soon as you people hear the name, it's like your heart starts racing. Oh my god, Barak, and your knees shake, and you know some of you even fr- faint like it's friggin' Ed Sullivan show. And, and Ringo just winked at you, except he was the ugly beetle. Um, he was the ugly beetle, wasn't he? But anyway... So, so Barak is the uh, defense minister of Israel, and he recently spoke at Tel Aviv University, uh, and he said uh, about Iran, he said, quote, if it built even a primitive nuclear weapon like the type that destroyed Hiroshima, Iran would not hesitate to load it on a ship, arm it with a detonator operated by a GPS, and sail it into a vital port on the east coast of North America. Uh, He was asked about uh, the possibility of a military strike, which Israel has been, stomping and whining about for years now uh and he said quote we recommend to the world not to take any option off the table and we mean what we say Whew. okay so uh first about the uh loading uh, loading a nuclear weapon onto a ship and arming it with a detonator and sailing it into a port on the east coast uh <clears throat> that is a that is actually that is a very real threat um it's something we are completely completely unprepared for uh, there have been congressional hearings about this uh there have been studies done um, uh pr- loads of think tanks have have looked at this uh that's called the EMP threat uh EMP standing for electromagnetic pulse um, and this is uh this is what happens when you you fire uh, or you are not fire excuse me you detonate a nuclear weapon um, very, very high in the atmosphere, not at the point where something, where like a Hiroshima happens, where it's 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 over a city. This is very, very high up, and uh, the effect is this ionizing radiation just showers down to Earth, and if one of these were detonated at the right altitude above, say, Washington, D.C., over a span of, uh, I mean, not just miles, this would be... Hundreds of miles. Uh, anything that was electric, anything that was electronic, anything that had to do with computers, uh, phone lines, even you know, cellular phone networks would be down. Uh, electricity in buildings and homes would be down. Uh, food would spoil because it couldn't be refrigerated. Uh, cars would s- just be stopped on the road because their electris- the electrical systems in them would just be... Are rendered useless and um, obviously it takes more than gasoline power to make a car go uh, there would be no internet, there would be no communication, there would be no television, it, it, we would be in a tenth of a second taken back to 1850 uh, you know the era of the uh, horse and buggy um, and the real threat is not That I mean, that's going to cripple us enough. People in hospitals are going to die. You know, food is going to go bad. People aren't going to be able to work. They're not. I mean, it it is. We are so unprepared for it. It is very, very scary. The real danger is that. uh, Think about what's in Washington D.C. The White House, uh, the the Capitol Building, the Pentagon. If no one in the Pentagon can talk to anyone we're very vulnerable so uh, a lot of these disaster theorists part of their uh, uh i guess part of their hypothesis here uh part of this danger is that that's just the first stage that if they've got enough uh for one nuclear weapon that they can detonate high and up why wouldn't they wait until they had two uh take out all of our uh, electrical infrastructure, all of our ability to communicate and function and defend ourselves, and then once that out- that's out of the way, drop the real bomb on us. So, you know, Iran, uh, th- there's a lot of manufactured and a lot of overblown threats, but, you know, don't sell Iran short. They are the head of the snake, as it were, when it comes to terrorism, especially in the Middle East. Um, There have actually been a couple articles published where it's been revealed that Iran has actually conducted tests launching their Shahab-3 rockets, uh, which are said to be the most likely, uh, I guess, form of delivery for these nuclear weapons. Uh, They've conducted tests launching them off of ships, off of boats – and detonating them very, very high up. And initially, our intelligence uh, people thought that those that was a mistake and, like, oh, it, it was a failed because it exploded early. Uh, but through uh, revealed internal documents from Iran, they are marking those tests as successful, which means they were doing exactly what they wanted to do. So they're very, very aware of that, and... Um, I don't know if, uh, just like George Bush's open borders, he wants that to happen. Uh, I I don't know. But we're probably uh, not going to be any better under Obama, Mr. Uh, I-will-cut-spending-for-unproven-missile-defense-systems. The Heritage Foundation, actually, they've published this book uh, or this reader and this soon-to-be film next year called, uh, I believe, 33 Minutes. Uh, which is the time it takes a ballistic missile launched from anywhere, let alone, <laughs> let alone right in your own east coast to reach America. And there is this myth that we're prepared and that we can just shoot it down and we're, we'll be always, we'll be good. But it's not true. So uh, I don't know what will happen if that happens. Uh, I guess we'll have an excuse to use those troops that they've been bringing home from Iraq uh, which they said they're bringing them back for uh, so-called crowd control. Um, I don't know if you remember back, from back in October, but the Army Times reported that infantry brigades were being brought home from Iraq and trained in crowd control techniques and dealing with nuclear and biological warfare uh, and, and, and weapons of mass destruction being deployed on the homeland. Um, now, this is, of course, in complete violation of the Posse Comitatus Act, which forbids the deployment of the military inside the United States um, and in a militarized police force, a police state. But, you know, Bush and the uh, ruling elite seem to be able to decide which laws uh, deserve to be adhered to and which laws are just more guidelines. So, you know, we got that going for us, which is good. Uh, my advice to Israel, if you're going to do something, do it. Uh, stop. You, you you can't kvetch to Washington all the time. Uh, step up to the plate. You know it's Hitler, number two. Hitler in a headscarf. And, uh, you you know, you know he wants to wipe you out. You know this is the real deal. Stop whining. Do something about it. Anyway, another quick break. I'll be right back. Segment here. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about our president for the last seven years. Uh, the lovely, lovely—he's just been a joy, hasn't he, Mister Mister George Walker Bush? Oh my God! Not a not a day without a, a blunder. Uh, there have been books published of his uh, rhetorical missteps uh he's the uh, fiscal conservative who decided that it would be fine to nationalize uh nationalized banks uh bail out wall street uh, increase spending by uh, almost half oh god get us into endless wars uh you know this <laughs> you you know the story you've been hearing it for 7 years uh but now it seems uh, in, in an attempt to go and make nice sort of on his way out and go and make this sort of legacy uh, I- engraving um, trip to the Middle East and say, oh, look how great look how great Iraq has turned out. And, oh, my God, five years later, six years later, it's, uh, it, it's finally worth it. And the violence is down and no one's dying. And, yeah, that's true. But uh, God, God knows what it's going to be like a year from now. Uh, we're not leaving. I'll tell you that right now, I uh, don't believe anything Obama tells you. Uh I didn't and I uh, believe anything Obama told us uh about Iraq during the campaign. Um if you can name if if you can name five five places or, or or even just one and this is not really a testament to my point but more a testament as to how um uneducated most of America is place that uh that we have fought a foreign war primarily for someone else's interests and have then packed up and come home uh you know i'll uh, i'll take you out i'll take you out on the town this um we we don't we go places and then we don't leave we're still in germany we're still all over europe we're still uh you know in uh, korea We, uh, you know, we're not going to leave Iraq in in this sort of mass exodus that people think Obama is going to deliver. Um, It isn't going to work that way. The main reason we went in was to uh, actually go in. We wanted a position of strategic dominance. Uh, They have oil and they have a convenient geographic location. Saddam was very bad. Don't get me wrong. He was horrible. In fact, uh, if you're familiar already with the shoe-throwing incident, you're probably well aware, if you have an actual thinking brain, that the guy who threw the shoe would be uh, taken to a, a rape room if he was lucky under Saddam, uh, probably dumped in a mass grave or gassed. Uh, Saddam was brutal. But we weren't told that we were going into Iraq because Saddam was a bad guy and he needed to be taken out for the Iraqis' sake. We were told that we were going in for our sake, that Saddam was an imminent threat to the United States and had uh, weapons of mass destruction and he funded terrorism and, uh, you know, first of all, if, if these petty – if these dictators and these brutal tyrants, if that is the uh, – that's the criteria for us going to war, I can name you. There are a litany of, of ruthless tyrants that we conveniently decided to ignore, uh, not to mention states that had way more to do with terrorism uh, and funding it than Saddam's Iraq, which was still in shambles after that eight-year war with Iran, which is the real country in question here. Uh, Iran is the epicenter of terrorism in the Middle East. Uh, Pakistan is fighting to take that title away from them, but uh, at least for the past quarter century, Iran has been the source for uh, anti-Israel and and anti-American terrorism. Uh, in fact, uh, not many people realize this. Uh, it, it didn't show up in too many papers. But in 2003, before the Iraq invasion, Israel was telling us look, Iraq is not the problem. If you're talking about the problem of terrorism, Iran is the head of the beast, Iran is the source. Iran funds Hezbollah, it, it funds Sunni and Shiite alike. It, you know, it is th- this sort of never ending. Uh, sewer pipe of hate against Israel and, uh, and the United States, the little Satan and the great Satan. Go after Iran. Uh, but you know, we didn't listen because we had our agenda, and it had nothing to do with WMDs. It certainly had nothing to do with September 11th. Uh, in fact, Iran, I mean, we already know that they're Saudis, which is embarrassing enough, and that's, that's a perfect example of our discretion when it comes to uh, these ruthless regimes. You know, we'll go in and we'll 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 uh, we'll occupy a country in the Middle East because we say that they're dictator, and this is true. You know, this is a horrible guy, and there's human rights abuses and blah blah blah. Again, that's not the reason for the war. But then, uh, you know, Bush will go to Saudi Arabia and kiss the hand of the king of of the rulers of this kingdom, in which women can't drive, they can't leave the state unless they have permission from their husband. You. you you cannot own a Bible. A Bible is contraband. There is no freedom of religion as we know it. Uh, oh, my God. You, you can be stoned. It, they are living in biblical times, more or less. They Sure, they have the Internet, but they are living a few centuries behind us, and they have a uh, ruling class uh, of, of this kingdom, and then they just have these people that are stuck in the 1500s, and they treat them like utter shit. But that's okay with us. That's okay with us because they give us oil. They give us what we're addicted to. But enough of this rant. What we're really wanting to talk about is the uh, the, the shoe thrower, the the Iraqi in the in the, in the press press uh, press conference with the journalists. We all saw the video. Uh, if you didn't see the video, <laughs> if you didn't see the video, here's the audio. Of uh, now, this is the uh, this is the Iraqi throwing not one but two shoes at the president of the United States, who, to his credit, uh, did a fantastic job of ducking them. But that's going to lead me to my next question. So uh, here's the clip. Get ready. <laughs> oh my God! So here's my question. Where the hell was the Secret Service? Where were his bodyguards? There Are, are there not people uh, paid to protect the president? Is this not the president of the United States? Has this poor man sunk to such a point that with all the focus on Obama, Bush is really just, is he just the housekeeper? I mean, I loathe, loathe President Bush. But I know he's just a puppet. I know he's just there <clears throat> to to make us think we we have got a cowboy, we've got a real Maverick. Uh, you know, it, it's really all his fault. I know that there are more powerful interests and forces at work behind him. Just like Obama is just going to be a pretty face. He's going to be the same exact puppet, just a little blacker. And I only say a little blacker because as you might remember, He's only half black. Apparently white plus black equals black. But anyway, no matter how much I might loathe President Bush, you know, I don't really want to see the guy assassinated. That's really messy. Um, Nixon Nixon did the right thing by not getting assassinated and resigning. He saw how messy it was for JFK, and he said, you know what, I'm going to do one more, boom, double peace signs, I'm out of here. That being said, by the time the first shoe just sailed over his head, barely missing what, what little sense remained in that noggin of his to use Texas vernacular, uh, you know, someone should have been up. Someone should have been out of their seat. What are these guys trained to do? And Now I may, I may have a, more of a distaste for Obama than, than Bush, but again, I don't want to see him assassinated. I mean, this could have blinded him. This could have been a ninja throwing shoe with blades that stuck out in all directions. It could have had shoelaces that were designed to, to strangle the president and, and bring him down with special, uh, you know, Texan tracking technology. I, I don't know what the Arabs are capable of. But this, in my mind, represents a monumental failure of the Secret Service. But I'm going to move past that because really what this represents is a monumental failure of Bush to secure his legacy, which is something he's been talking about or actually something the media has been talking about uh, ever since it started to become apparent that he's probably going down as the number one worst president we've ever had. And I would stand by that judgment. He has been god-awful. And uh, there are many close seconds. Jimmy Carter is up there. There are many close thirds. Uh, Calvin Coolidge. I'm just kidding. I'm very very much, I just kid there. But uh, this president is now going to be known as the president who got a shoe thrown at him. Uh, Just like uh, vomiting in China, uh, you know, a burglary in a cheap apartment, this will be his legacy. An Arab threw two shoes at him. This is Christopher Richardson. This has been the first uh, podcast from Opine Tree. Please come back. There will probably and hopefully, surely, be more. Um, thank you very much for listening. Be sure to keep reading. Uh, educate yourself. Don't be stupid. Oh my God. Watch the show because that's what it is it's a giant show. Thank you very much. And goodbye.